But first, John Kingston joins us with the most recent employment data for the month of June. John, what do the numbers say about the round out the first half of the year? And what are you seeing that's interesting in the overall report? And of course, thanks for joining us this morning. Hey, well, kind of up and down. So the, uh, the, the number from May, the June number from May was 200 jobs more in the truck transportation sector in June than it was in May. But the May number was revised up by 700, what, by, if you look at the numbers here, by 500 jobs. So we actually have more jobs than we thought we had a month ago. So we have fewer jobs than we really had, but more jobs than we thought we had. So it, essentially, you know, when you get down to those kind of changes, 200 here, 500 here, um, you know, you're basically flat. Now, the, the sort of interesting number that was in there was the not seasonally adjusted numbers. Uh, you know, economists always, when they look at data like this, they like to use the seasonally adjusted data, uh, but people also caution, don't ignore the not seasonally adjusted data. Now, the not seasonally adjusted numbers for truck transportation were off the charts. I mean, the revised May number came in at like 1.605, that's 1,605,000 and change. And the seasonally adjusted number came in at 1,619,000. Now, you know, that's got to raise some skepticism. We all know the state of the trucking industry, and obviously still, Everybody's still looking to hire. Every truck you pass has a little sign on the back, hey, come drive with us. But the idea that you could have had 14,000 new not seasonally adjusted jobs in truck transportation strikes me as essentially impossible. So um, I really don't know what to make of that number. I wouldn't mind. Not I wouldn't mind. I couldn't care less. But, you know, there might be a big revision coming down the pike. Um, I thought uh, very interesting is the warehouse jobs and how much they're down. First of all, for year on, not year on year, but month on month, they were they were revised way down for May. They came in about 1.919 million last month for May. That was revised down to 1.911 million. Okay, so right now that that's uh, that's uh, how many doing through the math break about 7,000 jobs, and then they're down about another 7,000 jobs in June. And from a year ago, we're down around 56,000 jobs in the warehouse sector. So I mean, those are some really staggering numbers when you look at them over time. So. You know, truck transportation jobs still kind of hanging in there at about the same level. Warehouse jobs way down. John, how much of those warehouse job decreases do we have to maybe attribute to the destocking that we're continuing to see in the fact that warehouse retail space is still at a pretty penny price wise, but you're seeing retailers and other folks who use that warehouse space maybe not necessarily needing as much as they did before? I think that's a solid theory uh, that destocking has been going on for some time. I know we've we talked about it. Craig Fuller talked about it in there in the monthly uh, in the monthly update on the market, and uh, certainly a factor. Uh, you know, also <clears throat> markets tend to get a little overdone at times, and warehousing was so hot during the pandemic. It's very possible that the level of new construction got a little bit over its skis, and as a result, you now had more warehouse space, and you don't have as much need for workers. So that certainly makes sense. So, John, when we're looking at the entire week, it was a little bit of a mixed bag. We saw a slight increase in initial jobs claims, a little bit of a decline in overall job openings. Now we have this latest jobs report and employment report. And when we're looking at this, it all kind of leads to the potential for the Fed to increase interest rates. And that really is one of the big talking points. When you look at another potential increase or two for the Federal Reserve, are there any things that kind of pop out first of mind? We're looking at, of course, downstream demand and overall consumer activity? Well, when, when I, when, when the, the, the first, the first blush no, reaction to these numbers that I've seen so far online, somebody called it a, their Goldilocks numbers. 
because you've got more jobs, which is always good. Um, they came in a little less than was projected. Uh, it raises the possibility that, yes, inflation is, is not getting going to get as much of a, a wage driven push as we had before. And maybe the Fed will maybe not not do its next move upward, but maybe it's just a quarter point instead of a half a point. You know, inflation is still a problem. It's definitely not as at the same rate as it was a year ago. Um, so, excuse me, you know, a year ago, a month ago, whatever. Um, so I think that the, the view on this this report so far is that it's kind of just just right and and may may allow for uh, may allow for a, a not, not a, a, an easing of the Fed moves, but maybe kind of dial it back a little bit. I mean, I guess we'll see. I don't know what the what the uh, the, the, the S&P Dow Jones futures, S&P 500 futures are doing right now. But I think we'll see at 930 what happens when the market opens. Absolutely, John. So let's go ahead and move on to another story that you're keeping an eye on right now. We've talked a little bit about some of the conditions in the Panama Canal, the drought there that's making things a little bit difficult for shipping. What are you seeing right now and how is this drought starting to progress? Well, we were all in Cleveland two weeks ago. And as you know, there was a lot of talk about the Panama Canal being at really low levels. Um, the Panama Canal is not fed by ocean water from either side. It is fed by a lake because it rises above sea level. So I was playing around on the Panama Canal site, and I found a downloadable spreadsheet of water levels at Lake uh, Gaetan. I'm not sure if that, how that's pronounced, Gaetan or Gaetan, which is what feeds the Panama Canal. And I found this downloadable spreadsheet with data going back to 1965. So right now we are below 80 feet on Gaetan Lake. And I was wondering, well, how frequent has that been? So I just looked at the spreadsheet again, going back, you know, 50 years or 60 years, uh, almost 60 years, and found that these numbers we've got below 80, that we've only had runs of this of this length three other times in the last 60 years. So these really are low numbers. I mean, it puts it into perspective of just where this drought is. Now, through Wednesday, we had 30 days of water levels below 80 below 80 feet. Um, we now have, presumably yesterday was the same, so now we're at 31. The longest stretch was uh, above 70. So we're like getting close to halfway there of like the worst drought ever. That, I'm not saying we're going to get there, but it does put it into perspective just, yes, this is a significant drought down there in Panama. Gaetan Lake is low. It's uh, at, at levels that has only been lowered like three times in at least the last 60 years. So this is very much a factor that the shipping industry is going to have to deal with. In Cleveland, I did, I did interview Matt Schrapp, who is the head of the Harbor Trucking Association, which is the trade group for the uh, drayage community out there. And I, and I joked that he's probably the only person in the room who is really rooting for more drought. Because if you start to get restrictions of what goes through the Panama Canal, then the whole diversion of ports, of, of excuse me, of freight traffic from the West Coast before all of its issues and, uh, and over to the East Coast ports via the Panama Canal, that starts to get really dicey. Uh, so, you know, just when you thought that the West Coast was flat on its back and going to have a tough time getting itself up, it suddenly gets this great gift from heaven uh, of, of uh, not a lot of rain and uh, very low levels on the lake that feeds the Panama Canal. And that, I think, is certainly going to be a factor in the freight markets going forward. I also want to note that um, that the water levels on the Mississippi at a certain couple of places are getting low again. If you remember last fall, they got really low down around the Memphis area. And I was looking at the Memphis data earlier this morning, and that's pretty low, too. Not a problem yet. No sign of restrictions, but it is it very much could be an issue. And John, of course, you're our diesel and oil expert. So if people want to get more of your content or find you on Drilling Deep, when can they do that? 
Well, Drilling Deep usually comes out on Friday, but I'm on vacation this week, so we don't have a new episode. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, every Friday at three o'clock and um, got some good guests lined up. We had a, a sponsor for next month. Um, Netrodine, Net, I'm not sure if Netrodine or Netrodine is going to be sponsoring Drilling Deep next month. So that's really great to hear. So um, yeah, and it's of course available at all times on FreightWaves TV. All right, John, thank you for joining us this morning. Have a great rest of your vacation. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Right now, we're going to toss it over to the wall for our first carry update of the morning.